We acknowledge that we are on Treaty 6 territory, the gathering grounds of many diverse First Nations, Métis, and Inuit people, whose footsteps have marked this land and whose presence continues to enrich our vibrant community. Hello, and welcome back to Research Recasted, the knowledge mobilization podcast. I am Megan Miskimen, and I'm here today with Renette Schaubert, and we are joined by our guest, Raj Narnawari. Raj is an associate professor in nursing here at McEwen University. He obtained his PhD from the University of Bath in England, along with two postdoctorate fellowships at the University of Hong Kong and the University of Alberta. Raj began his teaching career at Nate, Yellowhead Tribal College, and Red Deer College. But for the last six years, he has been actively engaged in the scholarship of teaching and learning here at McEwen in the areas of testing efficacies of cutting-edge technology, the incorporation of varying active learning pedagogies to improve understanding, knowledge and academic performance of nursing students, and knowledge retention in nursing education. So with that mouthful, welcome uh, to the podcast today, Raj. Thank you very much for being here with us. Thank you, Megan, for having me here. Good afternoon, everyone. So um, throughout my academic career, I I have maintained a very diverse research and the teaching portfolio. So I grew up in India, and after completing my master's in zoology, I went on the Government of India scholarship to pursue a PhD in the UK. And so while I was working on the PhD, Um, I investigated the effects of the various stresses on the immune systems. Hmm. And so while I was doing this um, research as a part of my PhD, I also conducted some research, uh, you know, uh, what you call the undergraduate lab. And this is where I got some research experience. Also, I also work on the tiny fish brain where I was actually mapping the neurons that are responsible for producing the neuropeptides and the neurohormone. So after finishing my PhD, I want to continue with the research and some kind of the teaching uh, experience. So I went to Hong Kong at the Chinese University of Hong Kong um, for my first postdoctoral scholarships. And in that part of the postdoctoral scholarship, I actually investigated the by directional communication between the brain and the immune system. Hmm. So just to elaborate on this one, so what happens when the microbes enter the human body, the immune system signals the brain, and then the brain in turn release some neuropeptide and neurotransmitter, and those neuropeptide and neurotransmitter then stimulate the immune system to produce the antibodies, and those antibodies then destroy or kill the bacteria. And so uh, apart from this exciting bidirectional communication, I was also able to supervise the master and the undergraduate student, you know, about the research in the immunology, or endocrinology, and the physiology as I built a strong background in those areas from my PhD and the first postdoctoral fellowship, right? And so, so after completing this, my first postdoctoral scholarship, I came to the U of A. And because I had a background in the neuroendocrinology, physiology, and the, uh, you know, uh, the immune system, I actually picked up a slightly different area where I actually started exploring how the brain actually controls how much and what type of the food we consume. Right? Mm. So it is called the brain regulation of the appetite. 
right? And so what brain does is basically it stimulates the satiety center. And then once those uh, satiety centers are stimulated, the person actually go on the binge eating or, or consume the food, right? But when there's a disruption in the signaling, then person actually continue to consume the food that could lead to the obesity and the number of the disorders. So that was my part of the research investigation. And that actually gave me a very diverse perspective of science, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I want to continue with the teaching because this is where I developed the passion for the teaching. So I actually joined NED, where I was teaching the biotechnology course. But at the same time, Nate also have an outreach program with the Yellowhead Tribal College on the west end of the city. Also, Nate also have, well, sorry, the Yellowhead Tribal College also have the pre-nursing program with the Northwest College. And so I was part of that program where I actually got to teach actual human anatomy and the physiology. And that's how I got into the teaching of the human anatomy and physiology. Uh, then, so after that done, then I joined the 2003, I joined the Faculty of Nursing here at the McKeon University, and the rest is the history. Yeah, I was going to say, wow, you really had a journey yeah. to, to get to where you are. Right. It, it, it sounds like you... You, it started as something completely different, and 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 then it, it but not not that different, I guess, because it led you here, right? Right, right. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, quite the journey. Well, thank you for giving us a bit of your origin story. So, right. Um, I'm I'm really interested, and I, I'm sure our listeners are are interested to to learn a little bit more about about your research, um, and exactly exactly how it pertains. Yeah. Thanks, Megan. So, for last 50 years. I have been teaching the human anatomy and the physiology to the first year uh, Bachelor of Science in Nursing students mm -hmm. and also the psychiatric nursing students, right? But for the last uh, five to six years, I switched my teaching and also the scholarly activity. Now, my scholarship of teaching and learning focuses on the three areas. The first area is the introductions of the teaching technology in teaching of the human anatomy and the physiology, right? So I also test the efficacies or, or the, I evaluate the efficacies of the various teaching technology. And I will elaborate what kind of the specific teaching technology I use in the later on in our conversation. The second area I introduce in my teaching and the learning of the human anatomy and the physiology is the inclusion of the various active uh, pedagogical approaches that actually, uh, you know, allow students not only to improve their knowledge, understanding, and the academic performance, but they also allow them to develop what you actually call the student engagement, uh, the evidence-based teaching, the, uh, the student-centered uh, kind of the learning, as well as allow them to develop the social and the communication skill, right? while allowing them to retain the knowledge of my courses in a long-term basis, right? And then the third area was actually knowledge retention. So because I teach the human anatomy and the physiology in the first year to the nursing student, I want to know the how much and what percentage of the knowledge they learn in the first year they are able to lose, transfer, retain and apply in the subsequent years of the nursing or mm. the clinical, right? And then identifying where the potential gaps in the knowledge are, then I also develop 
the uh, what you call the interventional strategies, right? And those strategies I will again elaborate uh, later on in our conversations. That's very interesting. So, so yeah, I want to know more about I guess what um, uh, like walk us through starting in the and so so you're teaching first year right. um, anatomy and physiology to nursing students, and then then what are you looking at after that? Like where does your where does your research start? I guess after that. So as I just briefly mentioned you, there are three areas my scholarship of teaching and the learning are focused. The first area is the use of the latest technology. So in, at the Faculty of Nursing, uh, we actually used one of the most sophisticated, the cutting-edge modern, the three-dimensional virtual human cadaver we call anatomist table. And, and uh, you, you must have seen carrying this uh, six by two, uh, you know, black color box across the floor of the nursing in my classroom, right? <laughs> and so that box is nothing but it's a, it's a cutting edge teaching technology called virtual human cadaver, right? Mm. And this virtual human cadaver consists of the life-size images of the body that actually are taken from the actual human cadaver and transformed into the 3D images hmm. that can be increased or decreased in the size, can be rotated to 360 degree, and literally this virtual human cadaver allows our nursing student to travel virtually through the human body knowing every single structure and the function on its way. You can literally pull out the heart and run the X-ray, ultrasound, CT scan, MRI to reveal the internal structure of the heart and how the heart pumps the blood and works, right? You can literally touch on any blood vessels and you can trace the blood flow through the entire, you know, the vascular system, right? And so, so uh, with the help of this virtual human cadaver, nursing student able to gain the in-depth uh, the knowledge of the structure and the functions of the human body, and which really help them to comprehend the understanding uh, and also the knowledge of the human body, right? Now, because I have been using this technology so long, um, I actually tested whether this virtual human cadaver benefit the student in terms of their understanding, knowledge, and the academic performance. And so my own research, which I published heavily, shows actually the students who were taught with the use of the uh, virtual human cadaver actually had the, uh, what you call the uh, increase, significant increase in the class average and the GPA compared to the students who were taught without use of the uh, virtual human cadaver. So okay. that's, that's, uh, that's one area. The second area was also the introduction of the active learning strategy, right? And so because the anatomy and the physiology are basically contain heavy courses and, and the number of the hours to teach those courses are very, very less. In fact, as compared to the national average, we have the lowest number of teaching. So that put up a lot of pressure on the student and the faculty to, uh, to cover the required content. And that's why by attending number of the teaching conferences, I actually introduced my active learning strategy. And those strategies included, but, but not limited to, use of the uh, technology, just we talk about it, uh, use of the anatomy images in the anatomy exam. I also developed, so my scholarship of teaching and the learning basically is a student focus, the evidence base, and I use the multimodal and the blended approach. 
that actually foster the student engagement. They also, uh, you know, allow them to have a comprehensive knowledge and the understanding of the human body in terms of their improved academic performance. It also, those strategies also help them to develop what you actually call the social and the communication skill, right? At the same time, we also use the number of the other teaching strategies such as the, uh, you know, um, Kahoot. The Kahoot is one of the, you know, uh, like a fun, loving, quizzing game I introduce in my classes, right? So at the end of the, every chapter, I use the Kahoot on, the, on the each chapter, and the Kahoot actually help them to basically assess their immediate learning outcome for each mm -hmm. chapter. Uh, when the students are in front of me in my class, I divide them into the groups and give them, uh, you know, the in-class discussion, in-class quizzes. And the giving those in-class activity help them to develop the communications and the social skin and the interactions, right? And the research has shown the using such a pedagogical approaches not only improve their understanding knowledge, but also academic performance. And above all, it also helps them to retain the knowledge of those subjects uh, in a long-term basis. So they are able to retain the knowledge, uh, you know, uh, for a long longer time. And that is very important because those students are going to go into, uh, you know, nursing profession and they should be able to, you know, basically retain and apply the knowledge that they learn from me into their nursing profession. I was just going to say like, that's super valuable. And I'm, I'm, I'm not, not surprised that research has proven, proven it to be right. Because like you said, they're going to need to be able to, it's one thing to know the, or have the knowledge but to apply the knowledge and, and the fact that you're doing that in class, right. getting them used to that before they enter the clinical right. side yeah. and the bedside is, is definitely is going to show long-term right. in right. their careers. Yeah. It's true. True. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then, uh, um, thank you very much for, for going over that. Um, so then where does that bring us next? Like what, what, what does it look like after this? Where, where, what are we looking at? So um, just um, going over the knowledge retention, right? Um, so what really happened, and I'm going to share uh, some uh, kind of the background why I got into the knowledge retention project. Right? Sure. Um, so as you know, I teach human anatomy and the physiology to first-year nursing and the psychiatric nursing student, right? So after completing the anatomy and the physiology uh, in the first year, these students actually are enrolled into the second year uh, health assessment course, which is taught by uh, one of my colleagues and who is also a collaborator on my scholarship of teaching and learning project, right? And so after one year, my colleagues walked in my office and said, Raj, um, have you taught the skin is one of the chapter because when she was asking the questions on the skin, they simply started staring at the roof, <laughs> avoided the eye contact, and they shook their shoulder and say, we never heard that before. So I thought I was such a terrible instructor and did not do the good job oh. until one of the third year faculty uh, went to see my second year colleague and asked her if she had covered the symptom analysis in the second year. And of course, my second year colleagues covered this one, but when the third year colleagues asked the questions on the symptom analysis, they again started stare, staring at the roof, uh, you know, uh, avoided the eye contact and the shrugged their shoulder as, and, and said, 
We never heard that before. Mm. So I was actually so concerned. And this what actually prompted me to dig into the knowledge retention literature. Right? Yeah. And so when I started looking into the knowledge retention in the nursing and the medical and allied health profession, I was quite concerned uh, the most of the medical, allied health and nursing student, the struggle to retain the knowledge they learn in the first year to carry forward in the future years of their nursing. In fact, 92% medical students basically lose around 30 to 80% the knowledge of the anatomy in the fifth year of their medical school. Wow. And only 14% feel confident about the knowledge. So there's a concern. Now, this is quite concerning because the medical student, the nursing student, they actually going to work with the patients, right? Yeah. And it has also been shown that inadequate knowledge, uh, you know, had been linked to the patient error, uh, quite often resulting into the compromising the uh, safety of a patient, right? So I was very concerned, and this is where I started my third project, where I evaluated what percentage of the knowledge the students are able to lose transfer, retain, and apply in the second, third, and fourth year of nursing. Mm -hmm. And then by following their train, I actually identified the knowledge gaps. And by identifying those knowledge gaps, then I developed the robust interventional strategy that actually, you know, uh, aimed to bridge the gap between the first year theory and the subsequent years of the nursing year, right? Mm -hmm. And so all those... Uh, active pedagogies I just talked earlier, those are actually the active pedagogies. I'm using them as an interventional strategy, right? And so, so now we are in the stage where we develop those strategies and now we're in a position to apply those strategies and see whether their knowledge has improved and they are able to retain the knowledge they learned in the first year in the subsequent years of nursing. So that's my uh, future area. And there's a, there's a huge, huge uh, potential to this area because it is concerning, you know, the knowledge retention in the medical allied health and the nursing students. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah. So I, I just want to bring you back to the last thing you said that, um, like, why you think this is important. Um, because I agree. I think I think it's needed and I think it's important. Um, but I just want to express to our, our listeners, too. So the knowledge retention is important for the two purposes. One, the, the knowledge they gain in the first year mm -hmm. about the anatomy and physiology, they, they should be able to apply to their future career as a nursing profession. Absolutely. Right? And at the same time, they should be also able to retain for a long-term time, right? So when the nursing students or medical students see the patient, they should be able to recall, you know, the information about the nerves, the blood vessels, the muscles, and the bone. And, and basically, uh, you know, using this background, they, this will help them to basically diagnose the condition of the patients. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So what... Um, you told us about some of your findings. So now that you realize that there's this big knowledge gap um, right. and that it poses a problem because it poses a problem long-term, short-term, right. what have you. Right. Um, now, what have you done with all of this information? Well, actually, any interventions you apply 
uh, in the nursing education is beneficial for the students in order to look up to the patients and also eliminate the errors, medical errors, and, and also, you know, prevent it from the, you know, um, prevent from the, uh, the word we call as the prevent from the any having any effects on the patients, right? So basically patient error will also prevent, the, you know, our uh, safety of the patient. That's what I mean. So we might have yeah. to take a bit later here, right? So that's one thing. So what we have done, Megan, is basically we have developed the interventional strategy at the first level. Okay. Okay. So now we're going to use the same interventional strategy in the second and the third and fourth year, right? And once you apply those one, and, and if those strategies have been useful in terms of the helping them to retain the knowledge, they should be able to apply that knowledge successfully to the patient care and also, the, well, mostly the patient care. Right? Yeah. Yeah, which is the most important thing at the end of the day, right, is, is yes. that these nurses and, yeah. and medical yeah. personnel are going out into the field yeah. and working yeah. bedside. And yeah. and, and the knowledge retention uh, is not the only problem of the anatomy and the physiology. It is the problem across the whole educational institution. Of course. Because if you pre preparing the undergraduate student, and if you are not able to successfully transfer that knowledge to them, mm -hmm. and if the students are not transferring that knowledge successfully to their profession, then there, there's a real problem. And that's why it is very important that we have to introduce the active learning pedagogies that yes. I talk about it so that it not only improve their understanding of you know, the academic performance, performance knowledge, but also they able to carry forward that knowledge to their future profession, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think right now is probably a good time for a short little break, but we will be right back to talk more about this with Raj afterward. Looking for a new place to work or study? Tired of bad coffee and mediocre sandwiches? Being Around the World has you covered with their reliable roast that is consistently delicious to their unbeatable menu of comfort food and their incredibly beautiful atmosphere. You'll be looking for reasons to stay longer. A mere block behind McEwen's Allard Hall, you have no excuse not to go and check it out. Hello, we are back with Raj here, and we are uh, talking about further actions towards research. So Raj, you want to tell us a little bit more about um, the, I guess, the the implications that your research and your findings have now had on, on the bigger picture. So uh, thanks, Megan. Um, well, my scholarship of teaching and learning very well aligns with the McEwen University strategic uh, vision 2030 because the, the university is also promoting what you actually call the active learning pedagogy, uh, student-centered uh, learning, as well as the evidence-based uh, evidence teaching, right? Mm -hmm. And so it actually allows. So this this uh, strategy will allows our undergraduate student to become active learner, the critical thinker, uh, the knowledgeable in their subject area, and above all, they will also able to uh, uh, transfer uh, their knowledge to their future profession, right? So that's one way. The second way also, I promote my scholarship of teaching and learning activities in all the three areas we discussed earlier to the like-minded uh, faculty member in my department in the Faculty of Nursing through the interdepartmental collaboration. I also promote those activities 
to the other department on the at the university such as the health and the community studies right so this strategy because i have shown those activities are very impactful and they actually improve the understanding knowledge and also the academic performance of the student so i am in a position to pass on those uh, active pedagogies to the other department and also the faculty so that their students and them can also benefit from those active learning pedagogies right i also continue to disseminate those activity through the international and the national conferences so every year i present more than two to three posters you know i do the oral presentations the keynote speakers uh, you know so i continue to promote the active learning strategy as well as the use of the technology and also the knowledge retention too uh, you know uh, through the uh, the like a global scientific community in the human anatomy and the physiology right i also um, basically introduce those uh, Uh, pedagogies in my own classroom in fact one of the interventional strategy currently i am actually uh, assessing with my student is the content reinforcement right so repeating the knowledge uh, of the subject over and over not only improve their understanding uh, knowledge but also help them to retain the knowledge in a long term time right mm-hmm. so in fact and i'm i'm very proud to say that i am in a position to select the three of my undergraduate student with whom i actually did this content reinforcement project and these are the three students who will be presenting the uh, poster at the mckeevens research day as well as we also have the faculty of nursing research day in the up- up- upcoming summer and these are the three students again will use the same data or the poster uh, to basically inform the global community by participating into uh, at the international conferences so that is something we so it is very important because the knowledge retention is the is the larger area and i think we need to promote this area you know across the the globe you know uh, to the students who uh, you know doing not only anatomy physiology but other courses Right. Yeah, it's, and it's one of those things, like you said, it, it can it can translate across any other degree, yeah. any sort of education certi- yeah. certification. Yeah. Um, and rather than finding solutions yeah. to uh, fix what's happened after the yeah. fact, you yeah. really went in and looked to stop the bleeding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and also this is very important to to uh, add here is that. the some of those pedagogical approaches i keep on talking throughout our conversation are very easily uh, or can be easily incorporated in the teaching of the other courses across the campus mm-hmm. right and 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 those strategy will help those faculty member to prepare their student as an active learner critical thinker you know uh, their engagement in the classroom and also carry forward the knowledge of their courses in their future profession so i think it's a very crucial piece of the uh, conversation we having this afternoon. Yes. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I I think it's really important that um uh that you know you have students involved in passing along and present presenting this knowledge and passing along this information like you said. Um I I think it really goes to show that you that that you really do want to engage them because that probably is going to help them too. Right. Um exactly. really retain that yeah. that knowledge and, too for themselves, right? Right. And the uniqueness of the McEwen is that it is an undergraduate teaching institution. Yes. Right. And the interesting evidence based uh you know the teaching is very important. Yes. And then also uh, our uh, uh office of the research services actually promoting 
undergraduate research initiative. And so these three students, which I, am, uh, you know, I talked earlier, are the part of the undergraduate uh, you know, student research initiative. And you know, so, you know, so we applying those pedagogies and the students actually witnessing it, and they can actually see the results of those pedagogies, which is, I think, very cool. And I think these need to be promoted across the campus to the every single department so that our students are very well-informed, knowledgeable, uh, critical thinker, and the active learners. And that's what we do. Because there's a blowing wind. Uh, you know, the, the teaching is moving away from the passive uh, didactic to the student-centered evidence-based and active learning. And I think this is the, uh, the right step at the right direction uh, we're actually stepping in. Yeah, yeah. And, abs- and I think actually, Raj, it's important to know too that your, your action here is, is really aligned with McEwen's um, vision in general, right? They're, they're very much, and especially their nursing program, it's always mm-hmm. been um, a standout program in terms of the way that the knowledge is presented to the students, right? Is, is McEwen sort of does stand out as an undergraduate um, uh, university that that we do a lot more uh, we do a lot more that that helps retain the information long term yeah. right yeah and one of the uh, the strategic vision 2030 is the trend setter and the trend breaker right <laughs> so trend breaker means basically we have to break that trend of teaching passive you know didactic uh, teaching and learning to the active evidence based and also the student centered learning Right? Absolutely, and the, the trendsetters mean you have to involve the student in the undergraduate research. So that's uh, you were setting the trend so that we involving the student into the undergraduate research. So which is very very important. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah, no, I think that's that's very it's it's very cool, and I really hope to see it stemming across other departments. I hope um, so. <laughs> yeah, like you said, because there are so many other disciplines that can truly benefit yeah. from this type of, of right. learning and teaching. It's true, true. Yeah, yeah, like you've already seen in your own department. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty much all I have for t- for today, Raj. But is there anything that we didn't touch on that you wanted to mention before we go, or? Uh, not really. But the only message I have is that you know um, we should prepare our student. Uh, to be active learner, the critical thinker, and the equipped with our knowledge so that they can actually not only Im, uh, you know, improve their understanding, knowledge, and the academic performance, but they should be able to carry forward that knowledge to their nursing profession. And this is where the recognitions of your McKeown University as, as a t- teaching institution comes in. Right. Absolutely. So that's it, the message to my all the <laughs> faculty and like-minded people I have this afternoon. Yeah. yeah, I think I actually think it was uh, maybe I read this on the McEwen website long ago, but it was something like McEwen. Um, McEwen produces professionals or working professionals, not graduates. Right. You know, we we don't want to just produce graduates. Just we, the we, number. Exactly. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And I I think that really things like this and yeah. people like staff members like you, faculty members like you uh, in this in McEwen. Um, just it really goes to show that that McEwen is true to their word in that. It's true. Yeah, we wanna uh, be known for the teaching. Yeah. You know? Yeah, undergraduate teaching and the uh, evidence base, uh, and also what do you call the active uh, teaching strategies, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Raj, for being on the show today. I found um, I, I, I found it very, very interesting to to see where you ended up. Um, considering you started with, we started with fish brains, and we ended up, ha- <laughs> ended up having the, the joy of having yeah. you here. <laughs> yes. right. Yeah. 
Thanks so, for, so much for having me and uh, have a wonderful afternoon, guys. Well, that's it for today's episode of Research Recasted. If you think that this podcast can change the world, you can visit Research Recasted on your favorite podcast platform to find new episodes every two weeks. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram at Research Recasted, where you can leave us a like, give us a follow, or send us a message if you have any follow-up questions from today's episode. This has been Research Recasted, a knowledge mobilization podcast brought to you by the Office of Research Services and the Faculty of Fine Arts and Communications here at McEwen University. Research Recasted is hosted and produced by Megan Miskimen and Renette Schaubert. Music is by Dylan Cave, with sound design and editing by Renette Schaubert. Research, copy editing, and scripting are by Megan Miskimen. Our executive producer is Ray Barree. 